Whoa. <laughs> um, so I guess we have to, like, introduce ourselves and then bring up the premise of the podcast. So I'm Kristen. I'm Angelina. And we've been planning to do this for like a million years at this point (laughs) but our schedules were conflicting so much so that I think the first time we brought this up was like almost two years ago and now we're just getting around to it um and my idea for the podcast was to like go down internet rabbit holes to research like funny shit from one episode so one episode is like kind of like craigslist vibes yahoo answers vibes we just bring up stupid shit we found on the internet and then the next episode after that would be like serious still rabbit hole internet type stuff but more half of the internet yeah the internet is a (laughs) hellhole I agree. I agree. But it's funny. So it's mm-hmm. fine that it's a hellhole. Honestly, like growing up on the internet and learning things against my will, I want to be able to capitalize off of that now. <laughs> because having unrestricted internet access at a young age has absolutely ruined my brain. But I think it worked out because I'm funny now. (laughs) Honestly, like, I don't know if you watch um, Nick's Fears. She's a YouTuber who does, uh, oh my god, I got a message on my phone and now I'm drawing a blank. (laughs) Her name's May, but her YouTube channel is Nick's Fears, and she does um, really weird, like, movies and stuff like explanations of them in a funny way i have not watched her but um have you ever watched wang i like wang yes i love I him figured what we would be doing is probably similar to him mm-hmm. yeah but and... <laughs> <laughs> i keep coughing um and recently, she's do she's been doing a series of, uh, like the bizarre internet iceberg, but for movies, and oh, I, yeah, and I watched a series on it from a new YouTuber, and I like his explanations of it. His name is Wendigoon, but my problem with him is like he was so scared. <clears throat> He was so scared of being demonetized or being, like, blacklisted on YouTube that he didn't really explain anything. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't have the same sense of humor that May does. And she started a series about the uh, movie Iceberg. And I really like her, like, explanations of it because she's funny Mm-hmm. But, like, it gets to a point where she can't be funny anymore, and she's like, look, this is really what's going on. It's gross, and it's bad. <laughs> and I think that's just, that's just the internet in a nutshell. Like, 
it's funny, but, but one one wrong turn and you're watching the most bizarre, fucked up shit, and you just happen to be twelve. <laughs> yeah, I saw this fucking video of this dude getting his whole back like flayed open when I was like thirteen or fourteen. What the fuck is up with that? Why is, is that it- just like? Oh my god, I might know what you're talking about. Is it the one where he's, like, in a crowd, and they're circling him, and he's, like, throwing this long sword against his back? (laughs) Why is that? Okay, why is that not just an experience that I've had? Why has somebody else seen this? God, it's so bad. Like, just... Y'all thought Elsagate was bad. Like, that was weird, but it is not of the same caliber. Like, I thought I was hot shit for watching One Man, One Jar. I thought I was cool for being able to find, like, one lunatic, one ice pick. Like, that did damage to me. Damage to my psyche that I can never repair. Yeah, but... I bet I bet you felt cool while you were doing it. You're like, oh yeah. Honestly, so I did. I can't really lie. Like I would make I'm my friends watch it. Mind. <laughs> I would make my friends watch it. Like and it's weird too because if you want to get into like the political aspect of it, um, and like what is it? Like PC culture. Like, the same people who cry about that stuff would shit themselves if they saw that their children were watching that. <laughs> That's true. I don't think my mom gave a single shit. The only thing she cared about was there was one time I had joined some kind of chat room thing and was talking to some random person on there. And I had finally had a cell phone at this point. I was probably 12 or 13 and I started texting them. And she's like, that's probably some creepy old man. It was. Um, oh, no. But it's fine. Nothing creepy happened oh my to God. my knowledge. I could have just blocked that out. But, Honestly. Like, uh, it was like some weird thing. I am looking away. <laughs> I don't even remember what the chat room was. Remember when chat rooms were still a thing? god yeah fucking omegle and uh it wasn't even omegle or any of the like was it chat roulette was it chat roulette it wasn't any of those where you could do anything like that it was just some weird video game i was playing like oh god (laughs) i i don't even know what the fuck was going on there was this pink that's about it did you did you just say keep because i was about to say that no, it was pink. Oh. Like, I remember the webpage being pink. Oh, I was like, we're on the same wavelength. But there was this... Um... So when I was like 10 or 11, I want to say, I was still living in my old house at the time. So I was a lot younger than what I'm assuming I was because I have a shit memory. Um when I was about 10 or 11, I had a flip phone because I think I got a phone a lot younger than my mom would have liked to because 
uh, for like two years in a row during the summer, I would go to visit my family across state lines and she wasn't there. So she bought me a phone and I found this website called keep.net and it was spelled Q-E-E-P dot net. And if there is any place for old men to congregate specifically to talk to like minors that's like was the place mm. and I was a child um because all the girls were either like catfishing or were like in their like 20s or 30s so everyone had to have been a fucking child that wasn't a male on that website and the conversations that I was having at such a young age were not okay like at all like not even funny I was just so unsupervised and terminally online to the point where I was having conversations on a website no one had ever heard of and I literally felt bad doing it like talking Mm -hmm. to these people because I knew it was wrong It was weird. Like, some of the stuff they said just was not okay. And no wonder why our whole fucking generation is severely mentally ill. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think growing up in the internet age has caused problems that were not there before. Definitely, yeah. Like... My mom did not have to worry about chat rooms, webcam rooms, fucking weirdo YouTube videos, like, bizarro porn on the internet, like, as a teenager, like, that didn't exist. The only thing that existed in her day was Pong on those old-ass computers (laughs) and, like, text, and that was it. My mom's pretty young, so she got a little bit of like my experience um because she was a teenager in like the 90s but a pretty young teenager I don't think she fully was a like adult until the 2000s so Mm -hmm. she got a little bit of the Uh, no internet but kind of internet experience and then a little bit more of what I would consider my experience and even then she didn't have to worry about any of that stuff because it wasn't really a thing like there was internet yeah but like all the creepy stuff was kind of a lot more well hidden And you only really found it because, like, your friends would send you some weird fucking link and you'd open it and you'd get, like, fucking goatsy or something like that, you know? Yeah. But not to the point where you were just talking to random fucking strangers at 13 and they were like, oh, show me your tits, you you little baby. Oh, my God. Ew. (laughs) But, like, they knew what they were doing. And that's the thing that's, like, oh, my God. I just, there's so much to say about it. Like, 
And this is perfect timing, really, even though we were talking about doing this for a fat minute, how Bo Burnham's special came out, Welcome to the Internet, is just, like, the whole amalgamation. Like, let's make fun of old people and watch children die. Like, that's basically what the internet is. He perfectly encapsulated everything. He always does. Like, he never misses. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole conversation to be like had about that. People are like, oh, he's he's a white guy who just found out what empathy is. And it's like, if we're being completely honest, I don't think Bo Burnham is being empathetic when he talks about that stuff. No. And I don't think he just found out what empathy is. Um, Definitely not. Like, he's been doing this since he was like, what, 17, 18 years old? Yeah. And even. <laughs> he seems like a genuinely like good person, which is hard to come by in a celebrity these days. Um, I remember was, being on, like, fucking. And he was YouTube. literally one of the first people on YouTube who like got a deal on TV, right? Like even before Justin Bieber, and the fact that I know that and like can correlate the two at at that like time frame is concerning <laughs> but it it'd be like that sometimes it do and like going back to like the internet and being young on the internet like we learned pretty early on the etiquette the slaying the culture of being on the internet and my grandma recently got facebook oh my god like she comes to my house a lot because covid has made her really anxious and she doesn't work anymore because of it so she comes over to my house a lot and she's like well i want to learn how to use facebook i want to talk to people like our family in different states mm-hmm. and uh be able to see what they're doing because people post stuff on facebook that they don't text people um And she's like, I just want to feel closer to everybody. And I was like, okay. So we set up her account, me and my mom. And this woman is accepting friend requests from people she's never even heard of. Like those fucking like feet pick accounts. Those feet pick accounts. Like that's who she's befriending. (laughs) I was going to say, I did the same thing. Like I just found a bunch of like colorful haired gays and accepted all of them and but like that's different what we're doing is different we can tell what a fake account is and what a real account is she she cannot and she talks to these people and i'm like grandma one of these days we're gonna ask for your fucking bank information and you're gonna feet pics (laughs) oh my god i don't even want to think about that <laughs> <laughs> oh my mind went blank with terror and pain from thinking as about it, that but like, she's like oh well I just message them cause I'm bored or I know they're fake I know they're not like who they say they are I'm like okay that's good but that's not the point like, what grandma, if those are, like, get fishing into knitting. Get into knitting or something like other grandmas do. Not messaging me on Facebook. She's, she's too friendly. And I'm like, grandma, this is not how the internet 
<laughs> this is not what Don't you be want. friendly on the fucking internet. Do not be friendly on the internet. Do not ever. be friendly on the internet. Cyberbully people. That's my fucking words of wisdom. Don't ever be friendly on the internet. Don't be a good person on Facebook. It's bad for you. It literally is. It's detrimental like, to your health. Like, being nice to people is bad news. <laughs> Honestly. I'll be nice to people in real life, but people on the internet that I don't know, no thank you. Um, I'm I'm so quick to, like, let someone know that I think they're being stupid. I'm Nothing very, bad has happened yet. To cyberbully people who are being weird. <laughs> or to block people. Blocked and reported, just like that. Um, my block list is probably like ten miles long, and that's how I like to live my life. <laughs> this is my death note. Yeah, everyone on this list die, <laughs> go away forever, perish. Exactly. Going back to like being like 12 or 13 on the internet and chat rooms and shit like that omegle okay i remember being on omegle like 12 or 13 there was no way looking how i did that anybody thought that i was anywhere near the age of 18 um i was a 12 year old who looked like a 12 year old there's no way that I passed for any older than I was, to be honest. At the most, maybe 15 or 16. But even then, you know, still very obviously a child. And the fact that, like, creepy old men would sit there and be like, hmm, yeah. Child. <laughs> do this. Um, do that. Knowingly is weird to me. And then, like... There's plenty of stories that I've heard of people, like, saying, oh, you know, I didn't know that person was a minor. It's very obvious when somebody is a child. Uh, Sorry to break it to you guys. You know better, um, but you just don't care. Right? Like, it's so scary how predators on the internet think that they're being smart like they think that they're so cunning and clever when really they just look like a fucking idiot how do you not know that a 14 year old is 14 just by looking at them like you can tell and people are like oh children these days never have an awkward face I think that's a lie children these days do have an awkward face it never left. You're what just you're a predator. On the internet is like, it is literally advertising to the male gaze, which is sad. I mean, and it is children. A little bit older. I have a harder time like gauging how old people are, but I can still tell when somebody is a literal child. Um. I had a 12-year-old hit on me, like, I think I was 19 at the time. I thought he was, like, 15 or 16, but still, I was like, ew, 
get away from me. You're a child. And I literally got out of diapers five minutes ago. Yeah. Like, excuse me. And he would not stop, like, walking, like, next to me. So I literally ran away from him. I don't run. Okay. (laughs) But sometimes it's not. If I'm running, everybody else has to run because there's a problem. And then I found out he was 12 and it was even worse because I talked to my friend who knew him because it was her younger brother's friend. And I was like, who was that kid and why was he hitting on me? And she's like, oh, yeah, that's whatever his name is. And he's 12. And I'm like, 12? (laughs) Are you kidding me? And to think that there's people out there who see a 12-year-old, like, people my age and older who see a 12-year-old and they're like, hmm. That's so fucking gross. (laughs) I'm like, They're literally learning long division still. Yeah. What is going on? They haven't even taken a biology class yet. They haven't even done Algebra 2. They do not know the difference between... Okay, you know what? I don't know math. (laughs) They don't know the difference between a fucking quadratic equation and something else. I don't know math either. (laughs) Roman, take math, bitch. (laughs) My cat will not shut the fuck up. Anyways. So what did you want to talk about for this episode specifically? And also, are you able to edit stuff? Because... I feel like there needs to be some editing done, probably. <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to talk about, is it still recording? Because I have to go to my photos for this. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's still recording. Okay, good. What I really love about Anchor, not sponsored, I'm just saying, <laughs> is I can look at my... A folder for stuff that I've saved for this podcast without being in the Anchor app and it doesn't stop uh, recording. That's the word. That's cool. I tested that out like uh, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks ago. I really don't know. I'm on new medication and time the past month has passed me by and it really only feels like it's been like two weeks but also a million days at the same time abilify has turned my brain into soup um i keep forgetting literally everything i stopped taking it because we love an unmedicated queen um but it was giving me these really bad like fucking body aches to the point where I was not able to like make it through a full day of work without being in like immense amounts of pain because the stupid medication and I forget I'm forgetting literally everything all the time like I'm supposed to remember things and as soon as they're like not being told to me to remember at that moment it's already left my brain so and it's made time very funky time either goes by really really slow or really really fast and there's no in between ever time is an illusion as Karl Marx once said 
time was an invention to sell more clocks. That is true. Like, I wake up super early now because I go to bed at grandpa hours. And the whole day just flies by. Yeah. And nothing happens. I have felt the whole range of human emotions within like six months and literally nothing has happened. Yeah. Like, it got to the point where someone would breathe wrong near me and I'm like, okay. Quit. (laughs) Stop it. Take a break. (laughs) You're fucking up the vibes. You are literally killing the mood. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. With my mom, her breathing, oh my god. (laughs) The way she breathes will make me violent. Me with my mom, but with the way she chews. I'm like, bro. She's not even smacking, but like... I don't know if something is wrong with that woman's mouth, but like there's like this like weird noise her mouth makes when she chews. And I just stare at her and to piss me off even more, she's like she like smacks at me. <laughs> she just built different. <laughs> My mom burps in the worst possible way. She'll sit there and she'll be like, she won't just burp out like with her mouth open like a normal person she'll hold it in her mouth okay she'll burp into her own mouth and then go and let- <laughs> what the- it's fucking oh disgusting if oh i ever hear god. somebody burp like that around me again i will not be held accountable for my actions <laughs> shit she she's oh, doing so she's doing the bart the fur the furt the fart burp <laughs> The Bart. <laughs> the Bart Simpson. The Bert. The Bert Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, two bitches with ADHD try to get to the point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Holy hell. Um, this episode, I wanted to talk about weird sexual fetishes. <laughs> Good starting point. I think that'll really get the people going. What is better than a person with a kink for paper? I don't know. I just made that up on the spot. I mean, it probably exists. Probably does, like, paper cuts, maybe? I don't know what y'all are into. That's that. That's really that made gross. my like, spine just leave my body and crawl away. <laughs> I am now a worm. <laughs> you have committed a hate crime against my spine. Yeah. Which is not the first time. <laughs> no, it's certainly not. My spine is hanging on by a fucking thread. Same. Like my lower back and the top of my back and my whole back. Fuck. My lower back is killing me. And uh, okay. <laughs> so when I was researching for like weird internet rabbit holes that were funny and stupid, I found a very comprehensive and extremely long Wikipedia article about weird kinks and their definitions. 
Solid. When I tell you this motherfucker was way too huge, you start to wonder if people are just making shit up. <laughs> because some of those were, like, concerning. Like, I Who will knows? never question whether or not a fetish is made up or not. Because I don't think any of them are at this point. There's always someone out there who is into something weird or stupid. And they have someone who loves them that matches that energy. It's like, I can't even get a text back. How are y'all finding people who are willing to poop on you? Yeah. I can't even I can't even make friends and y'all are out here finding people who will shit on your chest. <gasps> y'all are finding people who will piss in your mouth and I can't even get anyone to say they love me. Yeah. I feel God that. Damn it. But one of these uh kinks is funny because literally who is doing this? It's called heterophilia. It's the idealization of heterosexuality and people who are straight acting, especially by non-heterosexual people. I don't know about you, but I have never idolized a straight person in this way. I have never idolized a straight person in my life. On God. Like, (laughs) I... No. Who is out here being like, you know what really turns me on? Straight people. Yeah, no. I okay. Maybe <laughs> like just the concept of being straight. Okay, but but look at it through the lens of you know like straight men who think that like trying to turn a lesbian straight is like the biggest fucking fish to fry. Um It might be something like that, where it's, like, the idea of somebody who isn't straight becoming straight or acting straight is appealing to them because they think that somehow they are just God's gift to to Earth and they're able to make anybody straight just by touching them. You know, like King Midas, but for heterosexuality I commend you no more fruit (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was just very confused I was like what does fruit have to do with anything but then I got it I do be a little fruit fruit of the loom I do be a little if that's the case, that's just straight people doing straight people shit. That is true. Like, if I'm being honest, kind of sick of it. Truly. It's the jig is up, straight people. If you're listening, listen. <laughs> no one cares about you being straight as much as you care about you being straight. Listen, and that's just the tea. I have to say it. I don't care that you broke your elbow. 
For some reason, now I'm thinking of that kid who was on the bus. Me to straight people. He's like, everybody shut the fuck up. <laughs> Excuse my potty mouth. Honestly. But instead, it's me saying, and I don't excuse my potty mouth. Fuck you. <laughs> exactly. If there's any children listening, just don't. <laughs> if there's any children listening... Uh, you no longer have ears. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, go do something that kids should be doing, like picking up worms off the sidewalk, picking up a dead bird off the ground. I did that as a kid once. Me too. Or like a bird that might be dead, but you put it in a box. You find out that it's not dead, and then you try to nurse it back to health, and it doesn't exactly work. Um, go do that instead. Go have a Viking funeral for a half-dead bird. Yeah. Or a squirrel. Did that too. By the time I got it back to my house, um, it was dead. And my friend's sister is a mortician, or at least was at the time. And instead of, like, being like, oh, you know, so sorry to hear that your squirrel that you tried to rescue died. She's like, Get used to it. Things die. People die all the time. Go off. And I was like, all right, go off. Damn, if the first time I dealt with death and had someone say that to me, I think I would have dissociated so hard. I think that would have probably just stressed me out. She's no Caitlin Doherty, that's for sure. I don't think I've stopped dissociating since that moment at 12 years old. Um, You know, it's fine. The first time I dealt with a death, I was like five. And I was getting dressed up for a funeral. And my mom was like, I just said that story backwards. I was like, why am I wearing this dress? Because it was a dress that was like... I don't know. It was it was a weird time. And my mom was like, because you have to look pretty for your grandpa up in heaven. And it's like, if she said some shit like, because people die, you have to look nice when they're dead. I would have shat myself. Yeah. Yeah. She she was just like, people die. Get used to it. Kid. People die. It's just not fun to deal with. Yeah. I mean, the first time I dealt with a death, I didn't fully comprehend it. Um, I was probably like five as well. And it was my great-grandmother. And she lived to be over 100 years old, which is cool. Um, but she was ready to go. And, you know... I'm comforted by that fact now, but at the time, I had no idea. And all I remember was I was excited I didn't have to go to school. I wore a pretty dress, and we got McDonald's on the way home. That's about it. No memory of that, other than McDonald's. (laughs) No thoughts, just fries. Fries. And a milkshake. 
Honestly, McDonald's had fucking Dippin' Dots. I remember that. The McDonald's that is right across the street from my house. I grew up going there, like, a lot with my family when I... Before I lived here, I would visit because my family all grew up here. And they had a Dippin' Dots section where it was, like, frozen and you could look at it. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like how Baskin Robbins has their setup. That was their setup at McDonald's for the Dippin' Dots. Solid. I don't remember. But the funny ever- thing about that, it was always empty. <laughs> there was never anything in there. They're it like just a, it was yeah. just a black hole of consumerism. We've got this section, but we're not gonna put anything in it. You know? Who knows if the machine actually worked? Like the machine for it. Who knows? Because it was there for a long fucking time before they removed it. I'm talking like 10 years. Oh. <laughs> it was there for a long fucking time for no reason. Maybe so, they were hiding a dead body underneath it. I don't know. Probably. I would not put it past McDonald's. McDonald's. I would not put it past them. Um, Did you know about the fucking, I think it was Wendy's? Somebody found, like, a finger in their food. It was, yeah. like, probably, like, five, ten years ago. I think it was I'm... a lot longer than that because time is... Listen, time, time is fake. For time me, it was five to ten years ago. For everybody Same. else... It was, like, 20. <laughs> for, like, the record, okay, it might have been longer ago. But for my personal life, it was five to ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Holy hell, my brain is not working. Weird fetishes. Go. Okay, I have another one. <laughs> Rapid Cli- fire. <laughs> Climacophilia. Try to guess what that is. And no, it's not climate change. Um, rock climbing fetish. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Any more guesses? Um, no. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. <laughs> Climacophilia is the arousal of falling down the stairs. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, falling down the stairs is like one of my stairs. top five fears. And you need to tell me people get off to this? I mean, I guess. I fell down the stairs once as a child, and it's one of my core memories. I mean, okay. I was off on it, but when I was a kid, okay, I had a super silky blanket that I would put on the stairs, and I would, like, slide down the stairs on my stomach. Um, but I think that's different. I fall down the stairs all the time because I've basically got a peg leg. Um, Same. And I don't find any joy of any kind, especially not sexual, in falling down the fucking stairs. Like, what? Is it? Is it like for the person who has the kink is it the sexual 
how do I even word this? Is it the sexual nature of themselves falling down the stairs or someone else? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, uh, to fall down the stairs yourself or to, like, push somebody down the stairs or watch somebody fall down the stairs. Either way. Why? I don't get it. Um, you do you as long as you're not hurting anybody. Um, but like, also don't hurt yourself. <laughs> like, where's no? Just don't. Just don't stop. fall down the stairs. Don't end up on a thousand ways to die. Just stay safe. <laughs> if you're like one of these people. Says- don't I'm coming people to your down house. the stairs for a boner. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, and if you're one of these people, I'm going to come to your house and I'm taking away your stair privileges. I am removing the stairs. If you live on the second, third, fifth, or fourth, I just said that out of order, floor. Yeah. And you are a person who is into watching people fall down the stairs. Elevators only for you, buddy. No, I'm just gonna, like, install, like, a rope that you have to climb up to pay for your sins. Honestly, yes. But what if they... <laughs> what if What if someone has a fetish for ropes and elevators? That's true. I didn't think about that. Anything is possible if you just believe. Clap your hands if you believe. When people are fucking weird. Oh. You think that's weird. Try to guess what fornophilia is. What? (laughs) Fornophilia. Um. I don't know and I'm afraid to ask. Well, you're in luck, because I have the focus of erotic interest definition right here. Turning a human being into a piece of furniture. Uh, anyways. Lovely weather we're having. <laughs> Is this Y'all like chairs? the Beast in Beauty and the Beast was, like, okay with being alone? Because technically he wasn't alone. Maybe all those teacups and furniture in his house was people that he had turned into furniture for his own weird fetish. Maybe he eventually turned Belle into a chair or something. I don't fucking know. (laughs) I hope not. I hope not. Everything makes sense now. New conspiracy theory. The Beast didn't care about, like, human interaction because of all the anthropomorphic furniture he had. It makes sense. Like... It does make sense. If... Um, However, I would like to remove my brain and move on (laughs) with my life. Well, too bad, because you know what it is now. I'm just going to go get a lobotomy at Claire's. Y'all coming? Yes. (laughs) 
I'm trying to look for more because there's a lot. It's in alphabetical order. There's liquidophilia, which is immersing your genitals in liquid. (laughs) Okay, that one's not even weird. (laughs) Okay. But, like, if if someone's taking a bath and they have liquidophilia, are they taking the bath because they need to get clean? Or because they want a nut? Or both? Probably a mixture. But I doubt they're... Or is it, like, like different liquids? Like, are y'all going wild for soups? Me? Powders? Conspiracy. Conspiracy. Remember that trend of people dipping their balls in soy sauce? Yes, I do, unfortunately. Maybe that was started by somebody who had this fetish and oh wanted God. to see other people doing it. Holy Y'all shit. got soy sauce? Y'all got soy sauce fetish? <laughs> Y'all got soy sauce penis? <laughs> oh my God. Honestly, I think you're right on the money. Because that was a whole thing. Like, that was a trend. Because someone out there made this fucking trend pop off and convinced people, if you stick your nuts in a bowl of soy sauce, you can taste it. Where is the science in that? And why can't they taste other things? Like, their own pictures, for that matter. I think someone was trying to get their nut... um... And there probably wasn't a lot of videos for this specific fetish, so they made their own by convincing everybody to start dipping their balls in soy sauce. I think that all trends probably originally started from someone having a weird fetish on the internet. Every single time there is a trend like that going on, I know for a fact some fucking person started it because there was not enough videos for their specific fetish and they wanted more. Yeah, that's It makes so much sense that I I never thought of it like that before because how am I going to go from oh, because the first thing I knew of was the soy sauce balls. And then I learned about the liquid thing. So it's yeah. like, I couldn't deduce from the soy sauce, hey, maybe this is a fetish. But it does have fetish vibes. Have you, okay, weird fetish videos being like put into normal internet culture has been a thing for a long time. So I definitely feel... Like, that is entirely possible. But have you seen all of these quote-unquote cooking videos that people are making on Facebook that are really honestly just fetish videos? Like, when you think about it, like, that one girl who, like, she put a bunch of hamburger into a fucking tray and then started like mushing it with her hands. There's no fucking way that that's a cooking video and not just a fetish video disguised as a cooking video. Mm-hmm. But the weird backstory behind how those videos started, it's 
it like oh my god how do i put it put this into words the guy rick lax on facebook that's where it originated from like where those videos are coming from it's from his production company and if you watched like commentary channels a couple years ago drew gooden did a video on him where mm-hmm. he was debunking his like really stupid magic tricks mm-hmm. and then he started becoming relevant again but it wasn't him it was other people doing those food videos yeah um and there's this one video from him and his wife or someone that he knows that's a woman um that is one of the weirdest videos i've ever seen like if you want to put it in the scope of this is probably a fetish i think the weirdest one out of all those videos isn't a food video it's a video of him in behind the camera this woman who i think is like his girlfriend or his wife and this other woman and the woman who's the main focus of the video she's like hard of hearing you can hear it in her voice that she can't hear herself speak Mm-hmm. And they're making her turn her pajama pants into a dress mm-hmm. in public. Like, she's in a Target parking yeah, lot I've and she's doing that. this. I've seen another one, too, where this girl was like, oh, you don't like your shirt? Here, this is how to make it better. And they're, like, inside of a Walmart. And this chick's just, like, stripping down to show you this, like, quote-unquote life hack in the middle of Walmart. That's so strange. What the hell's going on? (laughs) Like, I feel bad for the girl, too, in the video because it's either... Either way, it's fucked up because either she's playing up this naive uh, like, spectacle or... (laughs) She's not playing it up, and she is that, like, sheltered. I don't know. Like, it's very odd. And I I thought it was weird when I saw it at first, but in, like, a cringy way. But now that we're talking about, like, weird internet fetishes, like, that is definitely probably a fetish. Like, the girl's hard of hearing. She's super, like, she's acting super naive. She's in public doing something like nondescript but still very weird yeah definitely most likely a weird fucking fetish video um nine times out of ten i have learned if there's something strange on the internet and i don't really know what the hell is going on it's probably some weird fetish thing and uh, then but I like, try to think about it too much. Yeah, and now that I'm thinking about it, um, I don't want to get into like I'm kind of putting on my tin foil hat mm-hmm. a bit. Um, but I don't know if this is like serious or like there's any correlation at all. But 
right when that video kept popping up in my like suggested tab because mm-hmm. on Facebook I sometimes go down the rabbit hole of watch of just like scrolling through the video portion of Facebook. Yeah. That video started circulating right around the time people were talking about the video of Eugenia Cooney in a thrift store and her mom made her do the same thing in an aisle like in front of like like three other people were shopping in the same area as her and her mother literally told her to like take off her shirt or something and try on one of the shirts that she was looking at yeah in front of everybody so the correlation is very odd like the timing is just like i don't know if it was the algorithm picking up on like oh this is like similar i don't know but it was now that i'm thinking about it it's very odd odd timing for sure eugenia cooney in general and her mom and everything honestly freak me out like I think we should maybe talk about that on an episode or something because mm-hmm. yeah, what the fuck is going on? Another fucking weird fetish thing too because she is a person who genuinely struggles with an eating disorder but there's there was people like paying her to like move this makeup case around this really really heavy makeup mm-hmm. case yeah. And there are people on the internet. I've watched I think a video from this YouTuber, can't remember her name right now, but she used to struggle with anorexia. Is and- it uh of herbs and altars? Yes. Yeah. And she knows everything. Everything she, that there is to know about stuff like everything. that. But she was talking about these weird anorexia fetish sites where they were talking about making girls who were like so frail and weak that they could barely stand up like fight each other to the death or like weird shit like that Mm -hmm. and making them pick up heavy stuff and everything and there was somebody who was paying Eugenia Cooney to move this really heavy makeup case around her room during her videos that case was filled with stuff like yeah. It would have been hard even for me to move it, but someone with, like, no muscle mass yeah. to move it. Yeah, you could see her struggling was, to move it every time. It was scary, yeah. So fucking weird. I don't get that. Like, I've had issues with eating shit in the past, and uh, to think that there's people out there who fetishize that is completely disgusting to me. Mm-hmm. On both ends of the spectrum, too, because, like, there's the Eugenia Cooney-type portion of people who fetishize anorexia, who want to see frail, skinny, unhealthily skinny women struggle with picking stuff up and body checking and all that. And then there's feederism, where people are force-feeding women to the point of them like it's it's past binge eating at that point like it's force feeding people to the point where i've seen like people 
because I've watched videos on that end of the spectrum as well. And they were talking about like wanting to force feed people until the point where they were entirely dependent on them. I think honestly on both ends of the spectrum, it's wanting somebody who is incapable of taking care of themselves, which is really weird to me. Um, but they were talking about force feeding people until the point where they couldn't move or function or do anything without the feeder taking care of them. Mm-hmm. And the same yeah. thing with anorexia fetishism, like you're wanting somebody who is so frail and weak that they can't take care of themselves. Just on a totally opposite end of the spectrum, same idea though. And it's so mm. weird to me. Same thing with pedophilia too. Like children cannot take care of themselves and you're fetishizing that. It's gross. God, I could go on for like hours about that. It is just at the end of the day, so many fetishes and kinks and whatever are about controlling someone else and no one wants to look at that through a critical lens because they're too busy being like I don't want to judge anyone I don't want to make fun of people it's like you know what some people deserve to get made fun of sometimes we're gross bullying is okay (laughs) exactly like sometimes people need to feel shame I feel shame all the time and you know what it's saved my life I feel shame every goddamn day. And you know what? It's prevented me from becoming gross. So. You know you what know. I developed? I developed a conscience. And. <laughs> bitch. That saved my life. Yeah. But. On a serious note though. Some people are so afraid of. Not being seen as judgmental like they don't want to be seen as mean they don't want to be seen as sex negative or whatever yeah but there are some things that just should not be attractive to people yeah but there are some things that are just gross and bad and they should stay gross and bad yeah i fucking agree like some of these that we're talking about they're just funny yeah. Okay. But then on the other hand of that, there's so many things out there that are not funny. They're just disgusting. And the fact that a lot of fetishes are about having somebody hurt in some way, which like, yeah, BDSM is one thing, but like what we were talking about earlier is a whole nother thing because it's one thing if you're like, yeah, you know, giving giving my girl a little slap is is hot to me, cool. But force feeding somebody is Oh no, did it cut out? Oh shit, what happened? We were not done. (laughs) 
it cut out for like a really long time. <laughs> huh? It cut out right when you were talking about like force feeding oh. being gross and bad. I don't know what happened. Man, I don't even know. I think somebody tried to call me. Oh shit. Fuck it, we're doing it live. Hopefully I could, like, edit that, but if not, people are just gonna have to deal with it. People will just have to simply deal with this. This is our first episode. We've been doing well so far. Yeah. So, one little hiccup is okay. We start a podcast, I don't know. But I'll be damned if I don't try. Exactly. But, back to the topic of gross and weird fetishes. Um, Force-feeding bad. Anorexia fetishes bad. Destroying somebody else's life? Like, that's... For you to fetishize somebody's life, like, being destroyed by something? Um... Disturbing. Exactly. Like, some fetishes are funny. Some, like the ones that we mentioned earlier, like, how are you going to turn a human into a piece of furniture? We don't know. Science hates the person who will figure that out. But, but, um, at the end of the day, people are just so afraid of making fun of stuff. Or critiquing stuff for because they don't want to not be seen as sex positive. But if you are controlling someone to the point of them getting hurt, like, health-wise, or thinking an adult is like a child, which is another one I don't like, yeah, you I... need to look at yourself critically and say to yourself, hey, why am I into this? Yeah, like, be into what you want for the most part. Um, however, think about it um, through a lens that allows you to see it for what it is. Um Think about why that's what you like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's the whole argument that, oh, it's a coping mechanism for me to be into this thing. Well, we all know that My some goodness. coping mechanisms are not good. Yeah. Some coping mechanisms are not healthy. And we need to look at the and, uh, okay, it's a coping mechanism. It worked at the time, but it's not going to work forever. You probably need help at some point. Therapy. Forever. Like, that's not normal. And yeah. people get people get age play and age regression mixed up all the fucking time. They're like, well, age regression is a coping mechanism. Yes, it absolutely is a coping mechanism for people who dealt with traumatic childhoods who want to go back to like, a safer time now that they're in a safer place. That's not sexual, and it should not be sexual. That is something that is literally a trauma response to 
aid that childhood. Making and making it sexual and weird. Yes. It's a whole different fucking thing. And I don't think it should be as normalized as it is. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's one thing that I will say that probably damaged me on the internet when I was a teenager. Um, one of the many things that damaged me. Editing Kristen here. I just wanted to make one correction that we misspoke on during the anorexia segment of this episode. Um, we accidentally misgendered of herbs and altars. He does go by he, him pronouns, so I wanted to correct that at the end of this. Also, this episode does end at a really weird point, and I'm sorry about that. Um, but we hope you enjoyed this episode and that was me Kristen and Angelina for Spirit Radio Podcast goodbye and we hope you had a good time